You're listening to Creative Voices, sponsored by Treebark Store. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Creative Voices. I'm joined today on the show by Fiona from Tusk New and Naturals. Fiona, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So maybe, uh, as we always start, an introduction to yourself and Tusk New and what you do and what you're all about. What we do is we are a handmade skincare company. We're around for just over a year now. And it came about out of um, wanting to take chemicals out of the house. I have young kids and a couple of years ago started looking at what we were using and didn't, re- didn't really like the fact that we couldn't pronounce, never mind understand most of what was in most of the products that we used. So we started just making products, myself and my husband, for ourselves. Um, and we gradually worked out what would work, what would not work, realised that we could replace standard products that we'd always used, the likes of your Vaseline or your face wash or anything like that with a better more natural alternative and started doing that for ourselves realized it worked and then just tried to put it out there and see if anybody else wanted to go along with it and i imagine you've had a pretty great response i didn't realize it had been just over a year because to me it felt longer nearly yeah well i say just it was just it was a year in december but we didn't really get going until we started doing the markets last summer back in spittle so that was kind of when things really kicked off for us but yeah tusnua then yeah, for, well, our, for our one listener in Japan. <laughs> for the one listener in Japan, Tusnua means new beginnings. Yeah. And it was a big change of direction for, for me anyway, and for both of us really. Um, I used to work in administration in a university and decided I didn't like that very much. So we're doing this instead. So it's it was a new beginning for us and it was a new beginning in terms of what okay, we were using. So kind and of was a sense of both where your life was in general and the specificity of the product as well. Like. Exactly. Yeah, it felt very symbolic to us. Even the, the logo was quite important. You mightn't even register it, but it's... it's um, an acorn and an oak leaf. Okay. And it's kind of symbolic of... You know, I've seen that looking yes. at it, but I, I suppose I hadn't tweaked the significance of it. Yeah, it's like the, the idea of, you know, mighty yeah. oaks growing from tiny acorns and, and big so things on. coming from small beginnings. There's lots of symbolism there. <laughs> and as you said, you know, you looked at the products, you hadn't liked not being able to pronounce the names. Was there anything else leading up to that had triggered that kind of feeling or was this somewhere you'd always kind of found yourself which you've had no. a similar thought around foods and so forth yeah well I mean we'd be very conscious I suppose since having the kids we'd become more conscious of you know what we're putting on our skin what we're putting into our bodies and I would tend to cook from scratch at home and be you know be careful of salt be careful of additives try and stay away from processed food so this was kind of the next logical step we were already doing okay. that so yeah. it's like okay we're watching what we're putting into our bodies but your skin is the biggest organ in your body everything that you put on your skin is absorbed into yeah. your system so if I'm going to be really careful about what I eat I might as well be careful about what I'm putting on my skin it's true and I say it's funny how many people can find themselves on the initial journey you had mentioned there and give no regard at all to skincare not so, or even like Vaseline do you know we all I used to be addicted to Vaseline I'd go out and I'd have if I didn't have a little tub of Vaseline in my pocket or in my bag I'd actually panic and go and buy one just in case just I in needed case. some while I was out and then when you actually look at what it is I mean you wouldn't go down to the garage and take a drink out of the pump you know like or or, you know you're putting that on your baby's skin yeah and all that kind of stuff and I suppose it's it's what we've grown up with and it's what we're used to so you're used to your Vaseline and your pseudocream and your baby oil and all the rest of it but if you stop and actually look what's in it it's pretty horrific and then when you think that that's being absorbed into your system so you know you're sterilizing dodies and bottles and whatever else you might be using and then you're larping petroleum jelly onto them yeah. do you know it's yeah 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 it's funny when you say it like that when, mm. it's funny when you say things out loud sometimes I know it's and then you kind of think about it and go oh right yeah th- there might be a better way that, that could make sense yeah <laughs> so what was the very first thing that you began with did you have I something you wanted to start with or did you just try and see where it went we started out we started out using um, switching out just soaps for 
Castile soap. I haven't actually gone into making soap yet because there's a lot of people doing that and doing it really well. So we wanted to stick with oils, but going towards a more natural soap-based product was our first move. And then for myself, I started looking at oil cleansing instead of face wash. I had problematic skin. Um, So started looking at this. So that was the first product that I made and realized how well it worked. And it, it would be the one I would always say to people, if I could only make one product forevermore... It would, be it would be the oil cleanser because yeah. it's really good and it's lovely and there's nothing in it. You don't need to use anything else. You would, I would never put soap on my face ever again. Yeah. So we started with the oil cleanser and then we started looking at moisturizers and using oils as moisturizers and then blending it with beeswax and with essential oils and with the likes of cocoa butter and shea butter just to, to see how the different the different combinations of work, the effect they would have on your skin. Okay, and that, is that the body butter product? So The body butter, yeah, particularly proud of that one. Yeah. yeah, that came about last summer. I'm just really happy with how that turned out. It's had a great response. Great response, and it, it works really well. Or even the likes of the hand cream, um, like ostensibly we developed it as a hand cream, but recently somebody used it as an nappy cream and came back okay. with an absolutely glowing response that this was just amazing what it had done for the yeah. child's nappy rash and all the yeah. rest of it. And I don't think we, we've gotten so used to using things out of bottles and chemicals and you know, big companies saying you need to use this, it'll make your life better and all the rest of it. And it doesn't seem to make sense that you could look at something that's natural, yeah. that it would work would just do. as well or possibly better. Even better, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I know that I believe my first encounter with your products was the tattoo ban. Yes. That you guys made. Yeah. And it was Steve and Nancy from Goy Bay Tattoo who mm. gave me a tub. And uh, up to that, I'd been using... Bepanthin. Bepanthin, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, Bepanthin yeah. and Avino, I think, would, would be another yeah. one. Start with your Bepanthin and move to yeah. Avino. But, and uh, the first time I used it after having the tattoo and the recovery time and how much better it felt was just, my God, I'd, I'd never yeah. go back to using anything else. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's amazing. And again, it's something like that. We kind of happened on that by accident because we had the hand cream and both of us would be quite fond of our tattoos and himself had gotten a new one and we kind of said, should we try this and better. see? Yeah. Just the hand cream was knocking about and it's better to experiment on us than yeah. anyone else. So he tried that and when that worked, we went and came up with a specific formula then for a tattoo yeah. balm. And as you said, when that worked, so was there a point where you crossed over from making stuff for yourself that you started giving maybe friends and family to try or what was it that made you decide? Yeah, we'd kind of, well, I'd, I mean, I'd been talking about it with friends a lot and some friends had tried it. It was actually a good friend of mine who had tried a few of them and kept she kind of gave us the push that we needed. She kept yeah, saying, yeah. you could definitely do this. And we were going, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I should just go, put it yeah. out there and, and see what happens. Um, so that was just before, that would have been just before Christmas, um, Christmas 12 months. Yeah. Um, so that was when I guys said, right, sure, we'll, we'll throw it out there. I suppose that external force kind of validating what you're doing mm. maybe the push you need, especially if you started from a point where you were just trying to improve your own life. Yeah. As opposed to specifically making something to market. Exactly. And I suppose we were kind of just enjoying it. You know, when we started doing it initially, it was just, it was a hobby. It was a nice little yeah. hobby. And then, you know, because we'd come to a point where I wanted to change a career and we wanted to do something that would fit around the kids. We could be at home with the yeah. kids and everything. Yeah. It seemed like a logical next step. Then from that there, like, where did you develop the knowledge of how to make this? Was it something that you just spent a lot of time researching and figuring out trial and error or pretty much yeah pretty much a lot of time researching a lot of trial and error a lot of experimenting on ourselves um and i have a a fairly willing group of guinea pigs who are quite happy to try anything new that we come up with and again because you're using natural very natural products the the chance of doing any great damage you know is is pretty slim 
And yeah, like some, sometimes they don't work. Like I'm, one of the things that I've been meaning to get, get around to is a face cream as opposed to a face oil. People yeah. are more familiar with using a cream, but I just haven't got that far yet. So that's yeah. one of the things I want to tackle over the summer and see if I can crack that one. But I imagine based on uh, certainly your amazing bug repellent that we have in the shop that we've been selling a lot of in the last few weeks, it must be difficult at this point to juggle like actually making the products. It is. It's all the other aspects. It's of the challenging. Business. Well, I think you are actually like throwing bottles of bug repellent at people when I they come into the shop or something. Shop, yes. Yeah, yeah. So like here, have this. It's great. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, that one really came. That was kind of came out of left field for us because it was never in the plan. Yeah. to start with to do something like that but that was last summer and um, my husband gets absolutely eaten alive by midges they largely leave me alone but he's he gets destroyed with them and he was dancing around the garden one evening being particularly miserable and I said God I wonder and we started looking at the oils we use very very good quality oils um, the essential oils that we use and we kind of started looking at them and the properties of them and you know different things that people have used again just a lot of research a lot yeah. of trial and error and Ronan was sent out to the garden several times with half of them you know, covered in the latest batch and half of him not. <laughs> and, you know, when he came in one night, bite free on one half and not very happy on the other half, we, yeah. we figured that was probably the formula. Yeah. So then, and then we tried it with, we sent it off to a lot of places. My sister was working in Scotland at the time, up in Jura, which is an island off Scotland and quite similar to Connemara um, in terms of landscape and midge. And we knew if we if, we knew if, if it could uh, if it could stand up to the Scottish midge, we were really onto a winner. And yeah. then a couple of people took it out onto the bog doing the turf, and we had people take it abroad and try it against the mozzies and everything, yeah. and kept coming back with really good reports. So there's a speculative market. You just be driving past the bogs of Ireland. I know, yeah, just spec bottles out the window. Here you go. <laughs> this will sort you. And it smells lovely. So you know, yeah. <laughs> that's actually one of the great responses we've always had. Is I think you know you're coming back to what we talked about there about people's use of products and their association with it when we sell it in the shop and people try it or test it they're always both delighted to get something that's natural but then they go oh great it smells, it smells lovely nice. as well you know yeah. they're happy to put it on themselves because it's not that chemical horribleness they're used to yeah and you know some of the some of the traditional ones I suppose you'd use they'd almost catch in the back it's like there's something in them that catches yeah, yeah. in your throat and you'd kind of you'd wonder it's you know it's keeping the midges away but, but what else, what else, else is, is it doing, doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so yeah, and when you think about it, like the the essential oils that we're using, the ingredients that are in it, they're you know they come from plants that yeah. people would have traditionally used forever in a yeah. day to to protect themselves long before the chemicals yeah. came on the scene. So and it just works. Sourcing those oils from the beginning, did you make big changes about what you used or how you used it, or did you? We did. Yeah, yeah because we use DoTerra oils now, and initially I had started wanting to use DoTerra and was put off by the price yeah. they are expensive oils to buy and I was a little bit sceptical about how the company works in terms of the pyramid scheme that they have and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you come in and then you're selling to other people and that so that actually put me off yeah. um, so I went back to just whatever oils I could get from the aromatherapy suppliers in Ireland yeah. and I tried those and they were fine but there was a marked difference and yeah. if I was to say you know, I, I use a lot of lavender primarily because I love it but also it's a really good all round oil yeah. um, and there's no comparison if you hold you know a bottle that you might get in a shop yeah. um, and then one of the doTERRA ones yeah. you can you can smell the difference straight away it's just it's purer um, the other ones kind of they might smell either watered down or possibly synthetic because it's not a regulated industry um, okay. so the labels can say they're 100% pure but they might be one percent like, yeah. oil, ninety nine percent water, ninety nine percent God knows what else. Yeah. Um, but I know with these ones that they they can really stand over the quality of them, and I know just from using them. 
How well, good I they suppose are. if you're trying to deliver a good quality natural product yourself, you have to be happy with what goes into it. Mm. And the proof is in the pudding, given the success of the stuff so far. It is, it really is. And then even, like, when you see how potent they are, for example, lemongrass. Lemongrass is one of the ingredients in the bug repellent, and I don't use a huge amount at all. The oils are very potent, so you only need a few drops. But I spilt some on the table, and I didn't realise, and it kind of dribbled down the side of a bottle and kind of formed a ring underneath the bottle and sat there for, like, I don't know, 20 minutes or however long it was while I was making it. When I lifted the bottle up, it was on an oilcloth, tablecloth, and it had lifted all of the colour off it and kind of semi started melting it a little bit they're really potent oils like you you know you kind of look at it going oh it's you know it smells nice and it's from a plant and it's but they're very potent you need to you have to understand the power understand them and 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 it's i suppose it was kind of further proof of how potent they are and they are actually doing something they're not just smelling nice it's not just yeah Yeah. it's just it's not just nice smelling water (laughs) exactly yeah 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 they're definitely doing something Yeah. yeah it's interesting though i suppose given you said that you know trial and error and figuring things out if someone wants to adopt a lifestyle or make the changes or get a, a way towards these sort of things themselves the information is available it is you know, I mean you, you can to, change your lifestyle you can get away from the bigger products yeah, if you but want it is to. it's a bit of you'd have to shift your mindset yeah. a little bit because I mean we're brought up using all of these things and you know they're familiar and I suppose there's a comfort mm. and there's the smells as well let's not forget we're very used to the smells and smell is really powerful yeah. So yeah, it, it does. It's it's a bit of a leap of faith, and that's what we found with any of the products is that people kind of might want to try them, might be interested, but they're very used to the brand that they use. And people, particularly say with skincare, people might tend to like their Lacitan maybe, yeah. or their. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, but yeah, so you're you're very used to what you like. Yeah. So it is a leap of faith, and particularly say if it's something that you're going to put on your face. You know, you you want to be sure you're not going to have a horrible reaction. And, you know, so you are asking people yeah. to take a chance. But thankfully, every time somebody has taken a chance, they've come back to us. Yes. To, to try it again or to try, maybe take the same product and another and again, one. Like I said, it's um, the reaction thing using natural products, unless they're actually allergic to a natural yeah. oil itself. It's not going to be yeah. a problem. It is. It's re- like the only uh, I've met a couple of people who are allergic to rosehip, actually, which is quite unusual. But... That's just an allergy. It's nothing yeah. to do with the particular yeah, it's just, oils just that we're using. They themselves specifically, um, yeah. So yeah, if you can just kind of take that first that first little step away and put I down them. I suppose like we're, we're brought up with brand loyalty. Mm. We're brought up believing one thing is better than another or with preferences or yeah. even the concept of consumerism that the bigger and more polished a brand is, the better it must be. And the more expensive it is, obviously, the better oh, it is. Or you know, I mean, that was something we really struggled with when we started because we want to be as cost effective as we can obviously for ourselves but so we can pass that price on to the customers but also we want to be as sustainable as we can be yeah. and we're very mindful of the environment and one of the things one of the decisions we made from the get-go was that we didn't want to put all of any of our products into unnecessary packaging so there's no fancy boxes with no yeah. fancy labeling because what do you do when you bring a product home in a box you take it out of the box and you throw the box in the bin yeah. but you've paid for the box and that's huge all, work has gone into in the cost as well. Yeah, companies huge, are adding it up through huge there. money has gone into making the box and all the rest of it. So we decided, right, we're not going to do that. Um, my husband designs the labels, and that's how we do it. But it does mean that if you looked at our product on a shelf, beside somebody maybe who's got a really big budget for design and marketing, yeah. chances are you're going to reach for the big budget design one because it does look better on the shelf. Yeah. But I know 
that ours is at least as good, if not better, than some of the some of the big names out there. Well, I think to be fair too, your minimalist packaging still looks quite well and it's quite honest. I've mm. seen like attempts at minimal packaging that just doesn't look good. Yeah. But there's a difference with your guys' stuff. And I think that people may be approaching the point where they understand slightly more mm. now that, you know, it's not all about that. I know that's a legacy thing that again that people have and the, the notion of how to approach products, but the desire to have something that's more handmade and smaller and made with care there is definitely is, starting to develop a shift. Yeah, there is. There's a shift towards that for sure. And I suppose you can even see it in the number of markets that spring up around the place now or how much people kind of, the, the value that gets put on something that's handmade, right. you know, and it's unique and it's a little bit different. And, you know, each bottle might have little variations because it's handmade yeah. and there's, there is margin for human error in there. No, we were very clear about all that from the get-go. I mean, two of the big things were... Two of the big things. I'm not going to actually pick a number because I'm going to get it wrong when I make a list. <laughs> but some of the some big, of the big some of the big things were: um, we wanted to keep the cost as low as we could. We wanted to keep our packaging as minimal as we could. We wanted to stay away from any form of chemicals and preservatives, which means we're not trying to get into big retail. We supply you guys. We supply Sullivan's and Up Gerard, and we're quite happy to keep it at that yeah. because it allows me to keep working on it. Myself, we don't have to give away any creative control. I like to know exactly how my products are going to yeah, work out, yeah. so I want to make them. But if but we start trying to... It makes sense based on everything you've said so far. Yeah. It's a bit of a misnomer sometimes to think that you need to go bigger. No. You don't. No, Especially and if it's... Would, something because you're so passionate about it. Well, that's the thing. And I mean, if we started to go bigger, I suppose we'd have to put... We'd have to put an awful lot more money into marketing. Um, and then that's going to end up being reflected in our prices. To, yeah. to, I know. And, and funny, that's something we really struggle with as well because neither of us would be fans of social media. So you guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, do no it for us. <laughs> um, but that was something that we struggled with as well, kind of, you know, encouraging people to, to buy something. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, you know, we know that it works, but you don't want to say, oh, you absolutely need this as well. Yeah. So it's it's been a really interesting experience for both of us to try and balance all of those things it's like we know we have something that works but we don't want to go shouting about it either yeah. And but obviously if you want to sell something you have to yeah. you have to shout somewhere people aren't going to just wander up and knock on the door either so when you went to the first markets what was the first market that you did? the first one the very first one we did was a very small it was a, just a small jumble and craft fair in Uppshard okay last year and you, did you just have one or two products with you at that we stage? We had quite a few, actually. I think we might have had 10 at that stage. Okay. I, do you know what? I actually don't even know how many we have now. Yeah. I should know that. But we got a really good response at that particular one. And we were kind of, oh, because up to that point, we hadn't really thought about marketing. We had the products and we had the website. And then we were in the position of going, now what? Yeah. How do we get people to buy the website or find the website? How do we get people to buy the products? So we kind of figured fairly quickly we'd have to do a few markets. So that one went really well. And then Ruth Cadden, who's running the Artisan Market out in Spittle, approached oh, yes. me yeah. um, last summer to see would we be interested in that one. Um, so we committed to that for last summer. And that was actually, it was lovely. People came back over the course of the summer to either replace the product or to buy try to knowledge. try something new Um so that was lovely. And that was a really lovely market setup to start with because it was small. It was still a, somewhat local, a, somewhat local, lovely group of people, lovely place. So it was yeah. a really nice introduction to markets for us. And then we kind of, you know, September, October, it kind of paused and then we ramped up to Christmas, which was a level of insanity that I didn't know was possible. <laughs> and we may have overstretched slightly yeah. and we may need to reconsider how we do next Christmas. But that's been part of it has just been it's been such a learning curve. 
yeah. the whole thing every time I think okay well we've got that sorted the next thing comes along out of nowhere and you're kind of going when you're sort of learning about yourself as well mm. in some ways while doing it so it's yeah what no you can take on and what you maybe when you you know maybe when you should say no and yeah. um or what we found consistently with all of the markets is you know there's no pattern to what sells yeah. that we can see yet Okay. There's no, no pattern really, except for the bug spray that really sells. Yeah, that really uh, <laughs> but like there was no pattern developed over the summer and, you know, coming up to Christmas, we were going, well, Christmas presents, gift sets. Mm. We'll do gift sets. So yeah. we lost sleep trying to figure out, you know, packaging that wasn't going to cost the earth literally and figuratively yeah. and um, got it all done and did this whole new section of the website. So much work went into it and the gift sets were like, meh. Yeah. You know, they weren't they weren't really a thing and we did a good few Christmas markets that they went really well, but the majority of people were either buying for themselves still. I was gonna say or, I wonder is that the case? Is it the nature of the product is people's purchases buy for, for themselves. themselves? Yeah. Like I mean we've kind of so we said say you know, we're thinking ahead already. I'm sorry to be using the Christmas word already. That's yeah, okay. I had a conversation with Christmas products with someone last okay. week, so don't worry okay. About okay. Because <laughs> I don't like thinking about it right now. But yeah. um you know, already thinking ahead, it'd be a question of maybe we don't actually have them per se if people want them we can yes, do them can be made up. you know yeah, but yeah. just just approaching it in a slightly yeah. different way because that did add a level of work last year that we hadn't anticipated i suppose kind of yeah. getting enough product made to go into gift sets and then getting them boxed up and yeah. stuff like that so it has it's it's been a, a journey, journey an adventure yeah. uh, <laughs> chaos yeah. chaos at times yeah and from a practical point of view then actually making the products mm. like I've seen some few bits on your Facebook and online and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Do you just do all the hands-on and then Roland helps out with the, the filling and packaging or do you kind of both get stuck in or how does it work? Largely it happens, largely I do the making and he does the, the kind of the design and stuff like that, primarily because I do the making when the kids are at school and he's at work and the house is nice and quiet and, and yeah. I have the space to do it. Yeah, and then there are times like in the last couple of weeks, I suppose, with people wanting so much bug spray that you know it was all we had the kids putting labels on stuff the yes, other night I, think I saw and that picture yeah 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 it was like no do you know what all hands on deck now come on yeah. we need you here um, which again was another yeah. kind of interesting aspect and of it as well handwriting those labels handwriting those labels there'll be there's going to be stickers on those on those <laughs> bottles pretty soon <laughs> I, you know, the handwritten labels the, look lovely they're a really well, nice it's, touch it's funny but when, um, when people come in and they're buying and then I can go oh they've handwritten the instructions for you how to use it there people love that mm. it really always gets a good response Oh, it does. It gets, a, it's get, it gets a great response. And, you know, people think it's a lovely touch and it's so personal and it's great. Yeah. It takes a really long time. Yeah. Really long time. And if you're faced suddenly with writing 30 of those in a very tight time frame, it's yeah. like, yeah, we might need to rethink that strategy a little bit. And then I'm curious, I mean, obviously with the likes of, say, the books very mentioned about, mm. you know, there's a lot of blending and so forth. And yeah. But the body butters and stuff, is there time for that to be blended and cured or how does it that work? That is... No, I mean, largely once they're made, they're fine. They're good to go. It doesn't need to sit there for any length of time. The ones that are just straight oils, yeah. they're easier to make because they're just a case of mixing and pouring and that's fine. So the likes of the body butter, the body scrub, anything that involves melting beeswax and melting the cocoa butters or anything like that, they're quite tight. They need a lot of care because they yeah, need to be can't. melted and then yeah. I need to come back to them every five minutes just to give them a stir and check how the consistency yeah. is going and kind of catch it before it gets too solidified or I have to start all over again. And I don't like when that happens. <laughs> so that that probably happened once or twice in the early days, did it? It did, it did, and it, it yeah, yeah. I wasn't happy, <laughs> and that's probably all I need to say about that. So yeah, they they do. They just they they take that bit more time just to just to keep an eye on them. Yeah, yeah. 
And is there anything you've been working on that's uh, kind of proved a bit elusive or what, what are you thinking about making next? There's a couple of things that I want to do, but just no more than the, the face cream, I just haven't had time to sit yeah. down and do them. So I found myself with a glut of peppermint oil. I don't know how that happened. So I've been trying to go, mm, what can I do with peppermint oil? Um, so I'm thinking about um, feet. It's coming into yeah. the summer, apparently. Um, so I thought, you know, we'd do a foot scrub and a foot cream maybe will be they're probably going to be the next things that might appear okay. um, and I kind of have I have in my head how I want them to go and, and so I think they'll be relatively straightforward the face cream is going to be more challenging yeah yeah. but I suppose again given limited resources of personnel like you're going to have to just keep it to a fairly core range or else exactly and like you know we're kind of looking at it I mean we need to look back at what we've done over the last year and we have been talking about what products we might say do you know what let's leave that one go yeah. Um, some of them I wouldn't be so happy with they're fine they work well but they just wouldn't be my favourites and I know there's others that are more effective um, that I'd be happier to keep keep going with. And how within your own household then, how have the kids kind of responded to a big change in what they would have been used to in the household product-wise and stuff? Is there any kind of resistance? Or they, when they're tired and we tell them to go and do an oil cleanse, they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, in fairness to them now, I mean, they've kind of just trotted. I mean, kids are awful, adapt, you know, resilient and they'll adapt to anything. And yeah. they like that I'm at home and they like that what we do allows for us to be at home and for them to come home from school and for me to drop them to school and pick them up from school and everything. They do get a little frustrated sometimes, say, when we've a particularly busy time and I, I try not to let the two snoo a time carry over too much into family time yeah. um, but there are there are times when it happens and it's unavoidable it's the nature of any small yeah. and you know what us, you know? yeah it's I think it's probably good for them as well to see that you know you need to put in a bit of effort and nothing yeah. comes with nothing and um, you're balancing off that time with other occasions the fact that Jesse said you are at home and you do get to exactly. drop them off and pick them up from school yeah yeah so it is I mean that was a big part of doing it as well was kind of you know bit of work-life balance and initially it was it was intended to simplify life it has complicated life somewhat in other ways but yeah but sometimes those complications even though there can be consuming of time I find it's in a positive way because mm. you're doing something that you feel better about doing absolutely you know and it's good I suppose again maybe in terms of setting an example for them or you know it's good for them to see that we had an idea and we've tried it and we're working through it and we're figuring out what doesn't work and what does work and putting in the effort putting in the effort and they can join in or not or sometimes they just do yeah it's 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 interesting yeah yeah I know you guys are big fans of the outdoors then as well whenever you get a chance aren't you yeah yeah but not getting enough of a chance at the moment now but yeah on the on the off days up to the lake yeah up to the lake is lovely yeah and I suppose the kids enjoy that as well, do they? Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. We have actually Nancy and Steve that you mentioned earlier. We tend to go paddleboarding with them now, and that's absolutely gorgeous. That's that's the tonic for for both of us, yeah. for the four of us really, is just to get out of the house and get out where there's no people. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah. Spend a bit of time in nature. <laughs> Spend a bit of time in nature and yeah. come back and just it's it's the kind of the antidote to all the busyness, really, isn't it? And had you always been kind of that way inclined? I know you'd said you'd worked in administration and stuff, and mm. like had you made little shifts in your life towards more better food choices and organic products and so forth over the last few years or how it had kind of ramped up to the point where you made these decisions I don't know I guess it just it was a gradual process like we were talking about just with with the kids and looking around us and wanting to make better choices and I suppose you know we hear so much and I don't I don't know like wax lyrical or anything but you hear so much about 
the environment and the climate and everything. And there's only so much of that you can hear without it really starting to, to actually sink in, yeah. I think. And it, it did sink in with us. And we were very conscious of it with the kids and for ourselves and just like that, just make small little changes. Yeah. Small little changes. You can't, you can't change everything at once. It's like, you know, trying to start the gym and go on a massive diet and give up alcohol and give up chocolate and do it all overnight. It's not going to work. But I think so that's the incremental. That people make those, be it that metaphor, sometimes they try to do that and then when it fails. Yeah. And I mean, I don't see how it can't fail really because you're trying to change everything. Everything in the one go, you know. And I mean, we're not, I'm, I'm painting this beautiful picture of our idyllic life. I mean, you know, it's not like that all of the time. I mean, we still go back to the old ways we still you know you have to you have to kind of continually reassess and look at where you're at and what you're doing and look at what's working and what's not working and yeah it's a work in progress well, as long as you're conscious of that work-life balance and then actively trying to measure it hmm you mean and it is it's a conscious choice and it does mean that sacrifices have been made in other places but it was a choice that we made kind of with our eyes wide open yeah and you know we're happy that that we made that choice and we've given it a shot yeah and do you think down the line is it going to be like as it is or would you ever hope to have say, yourself and Roland working at it full time or is, where is the desire there for that? It's hard to know. I mean, I suppose where we are, it's, it's hard to visualise that at the moment because yeah. we're still at such a, really, we're at such an early stage and, yeah. you know, it's, it's on the one hand, it's like saying, well, we want to keep it just me doing it. But then if it's just me doing it, then there's no possibility of it really getting much bigger yeah. than it is. Yeah, I think it's there's a lot of conversations to be had maybe over the next year or so and just see where we go. But the more I suppose what's what's been great about the the bug repellent um is that people are using it and realizing that that works and that might be a gateway for them into maybe try it might be something that they may never have used natural products before and then yeah. they try this and realize oh this is actually really good. Yeah. Maybe I can take a chance on something else. So that might work for us as well. I think it's going to be a very incremental process. But certainly, I mean, I know there are people using it who are kind of, you know, would be hardcore DEET users yeah, up to yeah, now, yeah. up to this point, and been very you pleasantly mean, surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of, ah, you know, that can't work. Essential oils can't work. Um, but if that works, then it's it the might lead them to something the else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll no, see. That's good. We'll see that's where good. it goes. As regards then anyone who might be considering making these changes, given that you said you're going to be you trade on the website in, in a couple of locations. Mm. Would you have any advice for anyone who wants to kind of start to make changes in their own life as regards how they're using products and where they could start off? Where did, I'm trying to think where we started with or what particular products we started with. I mean, pick one. Yeah. Maybe pick your hand soap, something that you use all the time and look at that and look and see is there an alternative to that? You know, something that you might pick up in the health food shop. And then if you like that, maybe you might look at your moisturizer, what you're putting on your body. Because maybe that's a less scary place to start than something that you're putting on your face. <laughs> you know? yeah. And try that. It's going to start seeping into your consciousness then that you can make changes. Bigger changes. You might look at what you're using around the house in terms of your detergents or your cling film. That's, that was one that was really bothering us. Oh, yeah. um, was that, you know, you, every time you tear off a piece of cling film, it's going to be around for a hell of a lot longer yeah. than we are. Um, so you might start looking further afield than actual products that you're putting on your skin and maybe products that you're using around the house. Um, and a way that you might be having an impact that way. And it kind of just, the more you think about it, like we're finding that ourselves now, the more you think about it, the more you come up with. And, you know, targeted ads are very effective sometimes. Yeah. And these lovely little things pop up in your Instagram that's like, oh, that's actually something that I was looking for that I never knew existed. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that can be part of it as well, that you don't actually know what alternatives are out there. 
until you actively start yeah engaging. so it's like you don't know what you're looking for because you don't know what's out there so you start looking and you find something else I think it's funny though because it is part of since we started tree work like I was always aware of the prevalence of artists and artisan mm. stuff in Connemara but I'm now flipping overwhelmed by the amount of them because I'm actively looking for artists and people both for this project and for the shop yeah and then I sometimes end up with this rabbit hole on the internet going like this person does something amazing this and I'm like I can't have it all Jeff yeah 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 you just have to make small baby choices. steps yeah. small little baby steps yeah. yeah 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 the silicon lids for the cling film you know yeah Small baby step. Yeah, yeah, we just got in some of the beeswax. The wraps. They're yeah. brilliant. We actually, we just started using them in the last few months and they're really good. Really, really like those. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually heard someone had a good tip around about how they just uh, heat it up for a couple of seconds in the microwave and then it's airtight. Oh, and can, then it, it softens on top of something and it almost makes a seal. That's very smart. I know. Guess what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's credit to Anthony from Wildway for that one. That was his Thanks, idea Anthony from Wildway. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your current range of products I'm just going to have a, a quick look here I'm actually on your uh, your website here at the same time you have a clean you have a moisturize you have a scrub a soothe and a men yep sell a men huh sell a men <laughs> mighty popular Fair play to you. yeah um, yeah so what have you found like have you found it's interesting someone had a conversation with me in the shop earlier on about like they were looking at some of the products and they're like would you if you got this as a present, would you use it? Curious if it was a men's attitude to mm. and stuff. Have you found that one a bit of a stumbling block sometimes? Yes. Yeah. It is. And now, first, we don't have a huge number of products for men, probably precisely for that reason, really. Yeah. Um, although I do want to, like say, we have a men's moisturising oil. Um, we did have a face wash, which we're considering phasing out. I'm yeah. not 100% happy with it. And we have a beard oil. Yeah. And that's all we have at the moment. But I want to go, the next one is going to be the men's cleanser. And then we'll see, like, no more than people becoming more conscious of what they're using and what they're putting it. Men are becoming more conscious of what they're doing as well. Like, Ronan will use all of the products. You know, he uses the cleanser, he uses the moisturizer, he likes the body oil, I like the body butter. Um, It's just, you know, men actually do need to look after their skin as much as women do. You know, and it's it's not even a, it's not a beauty thing, it's a self-care thing. Oh yeah, 100%. You know, and... I suppose it was funny when we started doing this first because I'm not somebody who'd ever be given to, particularly to wearing makeup or anything like that. So when we'd say to people, oh, we're doing skincare, I'd kind of, they'd nearly look at me twice. <laughs> you know, I was like, you? Really? Um, but it yeah. is... It, it's not a classic thing too where the mistakes made by people, the assumption is, you know, that skincare is the same thing as, as vanity. Yeah, and it's not. It is very much kind of a self-care thing, like say, particularly with the oil cleanser. Like, that's a really nice, soothing couple of minutes in the evening before you go to bed. Yeah. You know that you're just doing that, and you've got the scent of the lavender, and it's, it's a, it, for me that's part of my wind down routine yeah, in the it's evening. A bit of time to yourself. Yeah, and it's like you know there'll be nights when I'm going, oh, I'm too tired, and I'm not going to do it, and I always regret that I haven't done it. Yeah. Do you know? And it's 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 just it's a nice thing to do for yeah. yourself, you know. And we live in a world, I suppose, where everybody is moving very fast and everybody is very busy all of the time, and we don't have time to stop and think. And you'll always hear people, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I have so much on. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm I'm ourselves. just as guilty of it as the next person. But it's nice to just slow down sometimes and do a little oil cleanse yeah. and smell take the a, lavender take a and for a minute, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would love, I'd love to see more men using, using the products, the products. Um, more more men using any products, you know. Um, but I mean, they they do sell the autumn, and and some men have kind of really hooked onto them and do come back. 
you know, which is good. And the odd time, you know, there's been a couple who come in and, you know, the, the woman will say, here, have this. And the man <laughs> is kind of going, really? And saying, no, have this. Um, so it's just, it'll probably be a slower, a slower burner, I think, than the other products. But you get there, I'd say. Yeah. 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 So over the next while people want to find you guys they know that you're going to be in the Spittle market Spittle predominantly for the summer we're going to be there every Sunday from 1 to 4 in on Dundrynan I okay. think that's how you pronounce it I'm really sorry if it's not um, <laughs> okay, we'll put links in the show notes yeah yeah, yeah. it's all good um, so yeah we'll be in there and yes that's every Sunday from now to the end of the summer okay yeah and there's some other there's some really nice traders there as well there's jewellery there's photography there's art there's fabulous cake um, so yeah it is it's worth the spin out spin out yeah cool you got there last Sunday anyways despite got all the there cycles. last Sunday despite the pre-cycle yeah <laughs> it was terrifying it's <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of a lot of people on the road last Sunday who didn't know how to um, be on the road on a bike yeah. but we got there it yeah. was fine they broke up the spandex for the one time a year then. they did and then they cycled you know five Impacts. abreast and <laughs> ten deep and it was just it was yeah. it was yeah, second gear to my colour. Uh, where else would you guys be then? Or are there any other markets? Or? There's, no, there's no other markets planned. I mean, I've committed to Spittle, so I think that's that's going to be primarily where we are. I don't have anything else on the horizon at the moment. And I'm kind of I'm quite happy to keep that way between you, ordering bug spray every two days, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sullivan's. It's enough to keep us going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just, I suppose, for anyone who is wondering, locally they can find your products in O'Sullivan's in Uchtarage. Sullivan's Country Grocer in Uchtarage, yeah. yeah. And you guys... And then with ourselves, Tree Bark. Yeah, in and we're Michael. terribly exclusive. We don't supply to anybody else. That's it, just the yeah. two of us. Yeah. I, had to, I had to fight you to get it. Yep, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. And any other plans going forward then? Anything else you kind of interested in talking about or excited about doing? Uh, to snow wise or just life in general? Life in general. Anthony, you want to talk about Way to put me on the spot. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm holding on to my sanity would be quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be it. Yeah. That'll no, be a fair good. achievement, I suppose. A fair achievement, yeah. 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 Uh, you guys retail through the website as well? We do. Yeah. And I mean, people can reship, people can come out to Octorage and pick up from us if they yeah. want. That's trustnewandnaturals.com, yeah. isn't it? That's it, yeah. We are on Facebook, we are kind of on Instagram, but you do a way better job of it than we do. And yeah, but I mean, if, and if anybody has questions about the products, they can always drop me a mail. Yeah. I have no problem talking about it. Yeah, I've said that to a few people who come in, I've said, you know, in fairness, that you're always very responsive on emails and stuff. Yeah. 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 And yeah, like, I mean, I have no problem talking about the products. <laughs> I'm quite happy to talk about Well, that's about them. great because that's the, one of the benefits of a smaller company too, is people get a direct line to the person who met it and it's very clear and open communication about what it is and what it does. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 always nice when you talk to somebody who maybe hasn't used something like that before, but has taken the chance and has come back and goes, oh, "Wow, yeah. it really worked! I'm really happy, and I want to get it now for you know somebody yeah. else." I mean, word of mouth has been our best friend in, yeah. in getting the stuff out there. It's brilliant. That's great. That's yeah. still the most powerful form of advertising. There it is. really is. It really, really is. And yeah. obviously, you throwing repellent at people when they come but into the shop help. also yeah. helps as well. Does help. Yeah. And uh, just before we finish up, I'm looking here on your website and then what it really struck me earlier on, I having a quick look before you came over, mm. was uh, one of your sayings in your household, the beautiful things are the quiet, natural, simple things. Yes. It's a bit of an ethos for the Tusnua house, is it? It is, it is. Um, I suppose both Ronan and I really value quiet and space. Neither of us would be, I mean, both of us grew up very close to Dublin and yeah. hightailed it out of there about 15 years ago and we'll never go back. Um, so 
it, it's something that we try and remember for ourselves. It's hard to remember. It's hard to remember sometimes, but you know, Ronan works full time as well um, as doing this with me. So life can get very busy. And for both of us, the tendency might be to get caught up in the busyness and forget that we need to just stop and slow down and just breathe. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we live in Uctorarad. We're very lucky. It's a stunning place. Yeah. You know, and there are so many beautiful places you You're can be within five minutes. Yeah. Um, and for the kids as well, we really want to encourage them to just spend time in that and realise that they don't have to be actively engaged in something and, you know, taking the head out of a screen every now and then yeah, is yeah. no harm to anybody. Okay, they um, enjoy the world and maybe experience a little bit of boredom once in a while. Exactly, exactly. And it is just, you know, like that, just not not fill every minute with everything. Noise. You know, noise, exactly, yeah. noise. Noise in every sense of the word. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I've noticed when I do a market um when I get into the car, it's like, I'm like, oh, I'll turn on some music now. And that's like, actually, no, I need yeah. to just have quiet. And that's actually what's quite nice about doing it in Spittle. Yeah. I can leave the market with my ears ringing and walk down to the sea and just stand there for a few minutes yeah. and soak it up and come back down to earth again yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's good ethos to do. Yeah. Man. It's good ethos to We do try. Fine. We try. <laughs> um, well, look, Fiona, um, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Anyone you want to mention while we're here? Way to put me on the spot. It's okay, I can, I can edit out the big gap. Can you edit out the big gap? Uh, <laughs> my beloved, my, 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 uh, my partner in crime, Ronan. Yeah. Yeah, this was a big step for both of us to do this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's worked really well. Yeah. And we took a chance and it worked out, so. Well, it's great it's to hear really good, the fact that you're doing it together and supporting along the way and yeah. something that you both believe in. Yeah, powerful. and getting a lot of support from people along the way as well and the likes of you guys taking a chance on us. Yeah. You know, it's really good, so thank you. Thank you, you too. Um, so just again that's tustnewandnaturals.com for anyone who's looking to buy and find Fiona and Ronan on Facebook and Instagram and I'll put some links in the notes thanks for joining us guys and we'll catch you next week thanks for listening to Creative Voices this podcast is sponsored by Treebark Store and produced by P3B Photography for more information find us on Instagram treebark.store or at p3b underscore photos you can visit our website treebarkstore.com or p3bphotography.com. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.